Ginormous, and this is the Fat Packs Podcast brought to you by Top Shelf Breaks. What's up, Paul? Saw, dude. Saw, man. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing all right. You doing good? Yeah, I was a little bit of a hot mess this morning, but I've uh, I got myself together. You got your yogurt? Got my yogurt. You're all squared away there? Squared away. Got my monster. I'm chasing it with a Coke, so I'm good to go. You're chasing your monster with a Coke? I am. I, I'm on the... So, uh, <laughs> Do not try that at home, kids. <laughs> yeah, don't do that at home. <laughs> not recommended. I'm on this. Uh, I'm on this uh, water water kick right now. So I'm. S- you going swimming after work? I need to be or something. <laughs> it's still hot, but I'm like I'm trying to. You know, they're doing this weight loss challenge thing in the office. Are you doing that? No, not oh, at all. Okay, <laughs> but I was gonna say. <laughs> but I find I kind of feel guilty, so I'm uh. having I'm having water, and I need some caffeine in my life. Seriously. Um, let, me, let me tell you something about this weight loss thing they're doing. Right? Okay. All right. They still fill the candy bowl every day, right? And the fresh fruit Monday thing that they have, mm-hmm. the, if the girl doesn't show up, we don't have fresh fruit. So yeah. I think it's been like three weeks since we've had fresh fruit. We have fresh so, fruit this week. I had, we have fresh fruit I, I had an apple. Oh, okay. Well, there it you go. It was delicious. I it was a check golden it crisp, I think. Oh, okay. I All don't right. know. Well, then I stand corrected. I don't know exactly why. But I will stand. You will stand? I will stand and oh. be corrected. Okay. <laughs> Incorrect. I don't know why apples have names, but I, I think it was a delicious golden crisp, and I enjoyed it. Well, good. Just like Mama used to make. <laughs> Just like Mama used to make. You ever seen those pink lady apples? No. Dude. No. So they they have they have pink meat. They're they're pink inside. It's really oh. weird. I don't know. Anyways, okay. that's neither here nor there Moving when it comes on. when it comes to card collecting. But uh, I hope you enjoy your monster chased by a Coke. I'm going to enjoy my water. And we're going to get right into new products and pricing because there is a hell of a lot of new products out this week. Crazy stuff, man. You would have thought it was like some holiday weekend or something. I don't know. Um, all right, let's just do this, man. All right, Absolute uh, Racing from Panini uh, dropped this week. Dropped on Wednesday. Uh, about 95 a box, four hits. Four mini boxes. Each mini box has a hit in it. We busted this yesterday. Not too shabby. I liked it. It was Not fun. Too shabby. I like uh, the format. We didn't have any huge hits, but um, right. You know, obviously, there's, you know, all the big names are in there, so it's just a matter of correlation on that one. Just but, last uh, week, we talked about how I liked Absolute. This was a uh, this was different for me for the Absolute, but I liked it. It was still it yeah, was still Absolute. You know, it's got it's typical Absolute. It's got the parallels and everything that go with it. But the tools uh, of the trade stuff. Tools of the trade stuff. Yeah. So. It's cool. So check that out, you racing fans. Get your engine started on that one. All right. Panini dropped a new product this week, too, called Certified Cuts Football. And this thing is just, I think it's really cool. We, we cut, opened a couple boxes yesterday of this, and uh, there's the checklist is amazing. Okay. So they took this concept of doing certified cuts, 
and they really took it to the extreme. This is about 135 a box. You're getting, I think, four hits per box. Um, you're going to get one certified cut per box. You're either going to get like a, an older player or a deceased player or person, and, or you're going to get a rookie cut. Um, we got two rookie cuts in ours, but the, some of the other guys are like JFK, mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson, Vince Lombardi. Um, gosh, I can't even think of them. There's so many of them. Pat um, Tillman's Pat Til- Yeah, Pat Tillman's in there, um, which is his first, I think, this autograph first of anything. Autograph, yeah, yep. license autograph that's coming out. Uh, which is amazing. Uh, just so, so, so many people. The checklist is uh, phenomenal. I know uh, Pat Summerall's in there. John Madden's in there. Um, just a whole lot of fun. So check that out. 135 a box. Panini Certified Cuts Football. Leaf. Dropping Leaf Metal Sports Heroes. Okay. It's a new product for them. Do you know anything about that one? I have not even seen it, no. Okay. So basically what it is is it covers pretty much well, it's sports heroes, so it's everything. So you're, it's about 165 a box. One box, you get five cards. Um, and basically, the autographs run like this. They run from, like, Messi oh, to wow. Cal Ripken to Lance Armstrong to Jerry Rice to Mayweather to McGregor to Jack Eichel exclusive stuff. So it's all over the spectrum. So it looks like a really cool product. Uh, all the cards are in metal, something new they're trying. Um, so yeah, so kudos to them for putting themselves out there doing something new. Uh, so check that out. 165 a box, crazy, crazy checklist, good okay. stuff. Um, and then we opened up yesterday as well, uh, Upper Deck Canadian Junior Hockey. T- yeah, Canada Team, team Canada. Yeah, yeah c- c- uh, Team Canada, I'm sorry. Sure. Um, that had uh, about $80 a box, mm-hmm. uh, US, uh, four hits per box. Uh, females are in there, mm-hmm. female hockey players are in there. Those uh, always do really well. And uh, it was fun. It was a it was fun, fun break. It was fun break. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily enjoyed it just because I don't know the people that well that are in there. So. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good good stuff, man. And only available in Canada. Yeah, only available in Canada. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good deal. All right. Moving right along. Tomorrow, uh, Friday, drops 2017 Panini Nobility Soccer. Nobility Soccer. Yeah, we were all over the place with this stuff, man. Yeah. There's tons and tons of stuff coming out. This is going to run about 200 a box. It's a little high-end soccer. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Two packs, 20 cards per pack. So two fat packs, basically, all right. per box. Okay. Um, and basically what, how it breaks down is you're going to get two autos in your box. Uh, you're going to get four short-printed base cards. Okay. Four parallels and four inserts. Guaranteed, mm. like, all your pockets. Okay. So all it's right. kind of a, a mixed bag of stuff, but... um. You know, again, it's going to have your big names in there, so check that out. Uh, and then we have a baseball product, 2017 Panini Contenders Draft Picks is already out. Uh, came out yesterday. Okay. Um, and it is about 110 a box out there, six autos per box, 18 cards, or six packs, pack an auto, uh, 18 cards per pack. An um, auto a pack. Yeah, auto pack. <laughs> there you go. What am I saying? I don't know. You what said a, pack an auto. <laughs> yeah, pack an auto. There you go. That means something completely <laughs> it different. It does. It does. Uh, <laughs> uh, it must be the Coke. Um, anyway, it's got your Royce Lewis, Vlad Guerrero, those guys, Vlad, Vlad Jr.'s in there, uh, Frank Thomas, Roger Clemens. Pretty cool checklist as far as the autographs go. That's sitting over there in, in our need-to-break queue. Yes, that, it is. Uh, it hopefully... Is. Uh, the powers that be will relinquish their grips on said said product. Said, said product. Let us break. Let us, uh, I know they won't let us break the nobility soccer. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But but, uh, but maybe we'll get to break that. Maybe. Hopefully. So we'll see. Hopefully. But anyway, dude, that's that's what I got, man. That's it's new, a lot of stuff. It's a mixed bag of stuff. You missed uh, a couple of things that it's not your fault. They're okay. not they're not on the list. Okay. Uh, a, 
overtime wave one uh, for hockey. Okay. Uh, that that gets released in three three waves. Okay. So wave one was released uh, yesterday with the uh, I think with the Canada products, uh, the Team Canada Juniors product, okay. and so but you can pick that up here in the states as well. Okay. So that was released, and then uh, Tim Hortons hockey was released. Oh, I did see that. That was something. released last week, I think. But the, that, that's so weird because some ple- like some some coffee, some Tim Hortons get it, and they just let you buy it up front. You know, when they get it, and uh, they don't, I got so, you. And some like hold to the release date, type right? Thing. Yeah. So uh, that was released, and uh, both of those are now checklisted in in our database. As of this morning, good uh, job there. I had to put that Tim Hortons list together. Thank you, Stephen Laroche, for the help on that because um, didn't like you don't get really get an exact checklist. You get uh, a, you pretty good feel for what's there. Right. So we ha- we kind of had to hand correlate that. So basically, he drank a lot of coffee and bought them all. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> uh, Steve doesn't drive, so uh, he took <laughs> the bus. See, maybe he took the bus to get some coffee. <laughs> I don't you know. know. Ever since the accident. I don't know. Accident. Yeah, ever ever since the accident. What a great oh, joke that was. No, okay. We love you, Priscilla. Uh, yeah. So that's a uh, new products. Let's, let's check out new pricing here. Let me open up my handy dandy new uh, new pricing uh, thing here. It's just called a phone. It is called a phone. 2017. This is called a phone. There you go. Mars attacks. Mars attacks is priced. That is uh, 2017. Mars attacks. The revenge is now priced. Um, thank you, Matt, for hooking that up. Yep, and then Spectra Football is also now priced. It is, it is. I'm sure you guys had fun trying to do that. That was a that was a blast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a blast. There's a lot of different parallels in that, huh? Yeah, and uh, the I think I don't know if we mentioned last week, but the the Collegiate uh, National Treasures Collegiate is priced. It's priced. Well. Yeah, football. So. Speaking of National Treasures Collegiate, I'm glad you brought that up. I saw that our friends over at Top Shelf Breaks are breaking another case of that. Are they really? They are breaking another case of that. This one I can't miss out on because I missed out on the last you did, one. Yeah, you did. So, uh, guys, uh, make sure you're, you're checking out Top Shelf Breaks for all the latest and greatest there. Um, he's, I know he's got some good stuff up right now. Uh, of Speaking of uh, the, the certified cuts, that's up. He's got Bowman Chrome up. Bowman Chrome, just, man. Have you, have you watched any of those breaks? I haven't, but I've heard you Bowman guys Chrome watch them. Bowman Chrome is just, man, it's hot. Yeah. Hot, hot, I mean, hot, man. It, it looks like that. It looks, I mean, it looks very chromish. It is. I mean, it's your typical product, but there's just there's a good, good rookie, good draft pick class in there, and uh, yeah, it's hot, man. Good uh, stuff. Immaculate. Uh, he had immaculate basketball sellout. Um, Twenty seventeen Panini Origins football, uh, four box triple team tiered sold out at forty nine dollars. So I mean, you're getting some good prices here on on uh, some breaks. Yeah, man. All right, uh, let's let's set up the show for you. It okay. is Slamoween. We are talking wrestling. There, there will be at least one wrestling or UFC interview interview throughout these next four weeks as we get through uh, our third annual Slamoween. But we're kicking off Slamoween with with two wrestling interviews. Yeah, man, we went all out. We, we went tag teamed. Oh, tag teamed it. There you go. Yeah. I like what you did. Uh, Sue's from Tops. Uh, we spoke to her on Tuesday morning about. Uh, Tops' WWE and UFC license and what it takes to put a product like like those together. Um, brand managers, uh, signers, all all kind. Of, it's a really it's a really fun interview about just everything that goes into a product uh, when it comes to to these two brands for sure. And then yesterday we got to uh, jump on the horn with uh, our man David Wright, Mister Longfly Ball, not that David Wright, but yes, that David Wright. We uh, <laughs> we talked to him about Monty Gum. 
Wrestling, 1986 Monty Gun Wrestling, and this is a hot mess of a product, to but say the so least. But it's so cool. Yeah, it really like, is. I spent, Brian, don't listen to this, I spent probably an hour like looking at it after <laughs> we got the interview, like going, I, I need to buy some of this. In right. my, like, I need some of this in my life. Right. So, it's a, good stuff. It's a, it's a mess. God, it's a mess. But it was, a, <laughs> it was fun uh, sitting down, talking about the set of the month with uh with David as he made his triumphant return back to, to the Fat Packs podcast as he had has a he's had a long and busy summer. Yes. So um glad he's back in the ring with yeah, us. Yeah, glad he's back in the ring with us, Paul. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> what man? <laughs> Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul. Okay. I can't I can't even go off there. So we got those two <laughs> interviews. Uh, we're gonna talk a little uh, baseball playoffs. The the first quarter of the the football season is done. Maybe we'll jump into uh Maybe we'll put Paul on the spot and ask him who his uh, who his disappointments are and his uh, his award winners for this first quarter of the of the football season. We can do that. And then um, you know we'll round it out with a little uh, little craziness over in Beckett Whatevs. But before we take a first break, I want to just stop down here and mention uh, somebody to you guys. His name is uh, Trevor Kling. If you don't know the name of Trevor Kling, I don't. It's not probably somebody you would know, but he was an eight-year-old boy who died of cancer this year or this week, and um, he was part of the collecting community. He was a a regular at Mike Stadium Sports Cards in uh, Aurora, Colorado, and I'm not doing this for Mike. I'm not doing this for publicity or anything, but Trevor was eight years old, and um, now now he's uh, gone on to another plane, and we we are here, you know, left with a lot of questions and. He passed away. Um, I mean, he fought. He fought to the very end, and he never complained. And that's a that's a real strong kid. And I want to, so I want to send my condolences, uh, our condolences to the uh, the Kling family. David Kling, his dad. Um, you know, I reached out to him, and I was I was actually going to set up an interview to talk about Trevor and his fight. They, they because Upper Deck created a baseball card for him. Right. And um, you know, I, I thought the tie-in was cool, but then I and then I looked at it. And it's I just, I just didn't feel right about setting up an interview talking about Trevor, you know, in the, in that sense. So I I I shied away from it. But I do want to send my condolences out to the family, or our our condolences out to the family. And there's nothing that we can say right now to to even ease in ease into uh, the next segment or anything like that. But right. um, just you know, it, it sucks, and we're all thinking about you and praying for you. And I don't want to be that guy who says thoughts and condolences or prayers and you know, yeah. pr- their thoughts and prayers. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy, but uh, I, I guess in this situation, you know, thoughts and pr- our thoughts and prayers are with you. So uh, that sucks. It sucks really bad. And now we're going to try to entertain you for the next hour, hopefully. Yes. You think we can get an hour out of it? Oh yeah. You think so? Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Just just leave me on the mic. We'll be fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. And uh, we'll be right back on the other end of it with Sue's from Tops. Bump. Hello, my name's Eli. You're listening to Becca Widow. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. And joining us on the phone now, uh, making her second appearance with Paul and I uh, on the podcast, is uh, Sue's on Sports, Susan from Tops. Susan Lejudai. I want to make sure I get that right. Get right this time. Uh, good, good morning, Susan. How are you? 
I'm good. I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for uh, being willing to jump on with us. Uh, we, we, we asked last, I, I feel like it was late last week, but we asked last week and you made time for us, so uh, we really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. I love uh, I love coming on, so it's great to have me again. I appreciate it. Awesome. So stuff, man. I say she just kind of jumped in the ring with yeah, us. She just jumped in the ring with us. I see what you did there, Paul. <laughs> so uh, before we jump into uh, the tops in uh, WWE and UFC products, uh, what have you been up to since the National? Uh, you know, we've been super busy. While, you know, we have a lot of products that are coming out, but... You know, a lot of the people here are actually working on, you know, next year's products, 2018. So, like, every day, it's so busy. It's so crazy. Um, you know, with between Tops Now, which is literally an everyday thing, and then, you know, working on the new products and working on the current products. I mean, it is just, it's crazy, but it's so good because baseball is so exciting right now. That it is, man. It is very exciting right now. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, a little bit later we'll talk about that. <laughs> So, all right, very cool. So what we want to talk about today, for the most part, is WWE and WWF. So growing up, were you a big fan? And if so, who were your favorite wrestlers? I was. Like, when we were kids, we would all, like, me and my cousins and everybody, like, we'd all end up, like, congregating at somebody's house and watching, you know, WrestleMania and SummerSlam. And we absolutely loved it. I mean, you're talking about, like, you know, Hulk Hogan. Ultimate War. I love the Ultimate Warrior. Like he was my favorite. I also loved Andre the Giant. Like absolutely adore him. <laughs> I don't, he was like you know obviously a huge like like imposing man, and I thought he was the best. I loved him. Dude, she sounds like a six-year-old little girl. Right hey, there. I She's understand. Like going all crazy. I understand completely <laughs> because I was right there with her, loving all those same characters. And then how about this? Uh, I'm sure you've seen it, but seeing seeing Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride just made it that much better because he was such a sweet man in that movie, and uh, he was so gentle with everybody until he had to be until he had to be Andre. So that was fun to watch. Okay, enough about that. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about. So what we're doing, we're, you're our first interview of our third annual Slamoween, and what we're doing is a whole giveaway series and a set of shows. Behind the WWE and UFC, and uh, it's a obviously corny play on words, but um, can you explain a little bit about the partnership between Tops and the WWE slash the UFC and uh, how the brands help out each other? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been a partner with both of those brands for a very long time. We've been making UFC and WWE cards. And, you know, um, as far as, like, helping each other out occasionally, there's some sort of, like, you know, like when Ronda Rousey was on... W, you know, was on WrestleMania. There's some sort of, there's sometimes there's crossovers, but mostly it's like they really, they're, they're independent licenses. So we have two different teams that really work on them all. Okay, cool. So makes sense. You're, do your two different teams, they're, they're dedicated directly to those uh, brands. So um, I'm guessing that, well, well, there's not a lot of crossover there either. So I'll just be quiet on this question, Paul. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. That's all good. So with all the different um, brands and products that you put out, what, what's your favorite one that you guys put out from, from a wrestling standpoint? Yeah, like from so most recently, I actually really like Topps Heritage of, of WWE. You know, this year we used 87 design because throughout Topps we were celebrating the 37th anniversary of 87. But what's cool about those cards too is, you know, we're talking about like, did I watch wrestling when I was a kid? I sure did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of those wrestlers from when I was a kid are featured on those cards. So I'm sitting there, you know, I'm flipping through the pack, opening the packs with my husband, and I'm like, yeah, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> and like, all these guys, you know? So it's fun because, like, I do know, I know, I don't watch it as much as I do now. Like, I was one of those, I watched it when I was a kid. I watched it, you know, 
when the rock was on and stone cold and like i loved mankind like he was my favorite and <laughs> so like i watched it on those two eras so i know who they are now but it's so it's cool seeing like those people when i watched wrestling like who you know of those when i would pull their cards of course of course uh, we had a lot of fun opening uh tops heritage or wwe heritage in the office here matt and i opened it and of course i pulled an autograph of my favorite wrestler mr Y2J, Chris Jericho himself, and I'm, it's, it's the bronze parallel, number to 99. I love the 87 tops design. That's my favorite set. So uh, sitting there holding that Jericho in my hand, I cried a little bit because I knew I was going to have to give it away. <laughs> and um, this was like your favorite card of all time. Ex- exactly, exactly. So, we're, But actually, right now, we, we are doing a giveaway on our Twitter page with that card. And uh, if, if, our, if our followers can get Chris Jericho to actually just retweet it, just retweet the giveaway, we're going to give it away to a, a, to a lucky follower. So uh, uh, somebody's going to take my dream card and uh, crush my dreams. That's, <laughs> that's, it won't be the first time. It won't be the be first honest. time. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so um, speaking of uh, things going on here in the office of Beckett, uh, Paul, Matt and I, we've talked a lot internally about WWE needing a high-end brand, and that finally happened with Undisputed. Can you walk us through the development of a high-end brand for the WWE and how it differs from, say, Heritage or Road to WrestleMania or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different because you're looking at a lot more sort of assets in the sense of you need more autographs and you need more relic cards for this set because Undisputed is eight autographs per pack. And like and when you're making a high-end brand, you also want to make sure like you're putting sort of the best of the best in there sure. because, you know, if you're going to pay more money for a product, you want to make sure like the cards are going to be of, of a higher value if, if people choose to you know, either sell or buy cards on the secondary market. So there's a lot of uh, like thought like thought process that go into it like who would what sort of first of all what should we make what, what should we put in the disputed like how should the product look so they go through and say like you know this would make a really cool set this would make a really cool set okay so now we got the product like laid out these are the inserts these are the name of the autographs like this is what's going to be in the base set now who is going to be in the product so then you decide like okay here's a list of people like here's our dream list of like people we want to see in the product and then we work with wwe in a sense like because it's a little different like a lot of the um the, the wrestlers um we get their signatures through the wwe whereas opposed to say something like baseball we would work directly with players agents sure so we go to wwe and say hey listen we have these cards we want them you know on card autographs um, we want to get them signed by these players, by these by these wrestlers. So WWE will work with us in getting those fulfilled because they get the you know they get the signatures fulfilled throughout, for us throughout the year as well. Have you experienced where maybe a wrestler, one particular wrestler, is tougher to to get over another? Um, you know, it just depends. Like, so, like in anything, though, like some people just aren't interested in it. You know, and that's just the way it works. Like, sure. you know, in baseball too. Like, we would love to have this person sign, but you know, it's not really their thing. Like, they don't want to you know, sit down and sign autographs for an hour or so. Um, so you know, it's been some time since we had certain wrestlers, and we're excited because, you know, we have Triple H and Stephanie McMahon coming to signing autograph cards for us, which hasn't happened in Stephanie McMahon forever. Sure. I don't think Tops has ever had a Stephanie McMahon autograph, and Triple H has been something like 10 years. Oh, wow. So it's really great that, like, you know, we worked with WWE, we found a way to get them in the product, and now we have Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, such as the face of the franchise, right. who are going to be signing Tops cards for us. 
That's that's really cool, man. Uh, now I wonder if he's going to sign Paul Levesque or if he's going to sign Triple H. I know this answer. Okay. Uh, because uh. I actually saw one of the cards that he had signed. So I'm going to see if I could find it in my computer real quick. Oh, um, she's a little but I don't searching. think, I think <laughs> he go. did sign. I think he actually, I want to say this, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. I want to say he signed it like, Hunter H. Helmsley, but I have to double check this because I remember it being like a really nice autograph. Nice. Wow. <laughs> a little inside scoop here. With well, yeah, a little inside scoop yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I can't find, I can't, let me, let me type something else. Like, okay. I'll look for uh, you. You can keep talking, but I'll <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, we'll switch gears on oh, you just a little just bit. Kidding. I did found it. Did right you find now. it? Okay. okay. So, yep. He signed it. It's there's three H's, just Triple H, but there's more. So it definitely says like it's a little bit of like Hunter H, and then more of his last name. So it's a right, a pretty significant autograph. Very nice. on his card. Very very nice. Like awesome. like fan anybody who pulls these cards, like they're gonna be thrilled about it. I'm I'm gonna search one out now. I know you are because that's what I do. Well, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think they're live yet. These were cards that like we we got in to be put into product later on. Ah. So these aren't live just yet. Okay, well, keep me informed on which which products they're going in, and then I will search them out. <laughs> you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> All right. Well, let's switch gears from the WWE and talk about the UFC products. Um, how has that brand grown since like the f- the early sets of the 2000s till now? Yeah, so the early sets. I mean, if you if you remember them, like round one was literally the first set. Sure. And you know, right now though, if you found round one like sealed, you're looking at a pretty significant fine because those cards are actually extremely valuable. But what's changed over the years is the designs of the cards. If you look, like you know. It, it fit with the brand, like what UFC was then, and the way the cards look now fits within the brand. Like they have grown mm-hmm. along with UFC. I, I I see that. I was a big fan of the uh, the tops U- tops finest UFC, and I would always pick up a box or two uh, when when that was out. But now, as the bi- as the brand has gotten bigger, you see t- stuff like Tops Tier One or Bloodline, mm-hmm. and um, the product it's even triple threads they have triple thread looks on them so the way the product has grown the brand has grown with with the way ufc has grown is significant and when you have signers like you know, you know conor mcgregor and right. Rousey, you're just sitting on top of the world with those guys so uh i i completely agree with what she said i think they're awesome now all right let's talk yeah. about <laughs> let's talk about some of the challenges that uh that um Top spaces with the with the rosters like uh, like UFC. How do you guys stay on top of who's relevant and who's hot and and, and who to put in products? Yeah, so our the brand manager who's in charge of UFC is probably um, one of the biggest UFC fans I know. Okay, he that helps. like he <laughs> was one of the champions like early in the day. He worked on round one. He, I mean, so when you're talking about UFC, he's he's the guy. Like we have the perfect brand manager working now on UFC brand. So he knows who the up and comers are. He knows who like some of the rising stars are. He knows who to pay attention to. And it's uh, you know working with him and uh, UFC has been really great. Sweet. That cool. mean, it, when you have someone who knows like that, it's it's real easy. So, awesome, good stuff. That explains why that explains why it's such a they're, they're such sta- nice products. Yeah, they're staying on top of it. Yeah, right, and it makes sense. Exactly. All right. So look. So all these all this time that you guys have had these products and the time that you've worked at Tops, have you ever been able to experience a WWE or UFC um, person actually opening their own card and seeing that? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, because we've had, I haven't seen any, like, usually, like I said, usually WI signers don't come to the building, but I have seen UFC signers here, and I'm trying to think if they've ever pulled their own card, and I don't 
think they've pulled their own card while they've been here. Okay. But they do love their cards because, like, while they haven't pulled their cards, like, I remember Luke Rockhold was here, and they're like, here, here's a bunch of your cards that we had sitting <laughs> on our desk. Like, here you go. And, uh, you know, so they do like their cards. And what's cool is, like, especially, like, the wrestlers and the UFC fighters, like, so many of them tweet about their cards. Like, you you get to, you see them on social media, like, even on Instagram. Uh, who was The Miz. I remember The Miz was, like, posting about his cards, like, talking about how he collected cards when he was a kid, and now he gets to sign cards, and everybody, and, like, kids now get to get his cards. Like, he was so excited about that. So, you know, the same way we feel about cards, because when we were kids, we collected cards, a lot of the fighters and a lot of the wrestlers, you know, they have those same experiences. So they enjoy opening cards and, like, seeing their cards, seeing their friends' cards. Like, that, there's that, too, because I remember, I forget which fighter was he was in, and he was opening cards, and he was like, he's like, oh, this is so cool. I trained with her, you know? So it's also the excitement of finding, like, people you know. That's, cool. That's so funny. There's these big guys that have got the persona right. of being wrestlers and, and UFC guys going to knock you out, and they're all... <laughs> all excited about a picture on a, on a, a picture on a, on a baseball card. That's I've awesome. seen I've seen uh, Alexis Bliss recently, like in the last couple of months, get excited about her cards too. Uh, she didn't like somebody a fan of a fan of hers tweeted at her, and she didn't realize that she had as many cards as she did, and she was all ex- excited about it. And of course, our guy Matt Bible, he 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 probably took a little too far, but uh, <laughs> he was a. Uh, he was excited for her, so uh, it's she. It's, so it's really cool to see when they react like that. It really yeah, they're, they're, she's like they're her fan base, like especially on social media. Like they get so crazy about it, and they're like every time because we do make tops now cards for pay per view events for wrestling. And uh, every time like is Alexa going to have a card? We need Alexa Bliss's top now. I'm like, we're going to make it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so funny. There's a pay per view coming up this weekend. We have a giveaway for that. Uh, a Charlotte Flair autograph. Ooh. Going up for that uh, Hell in a Cell. So, um, what are uh, what, sh- what should our uh, listeners of and collectors of WWE and UFC cards be looking forward to in the upcoming months from Tops with you guys? Yeah. So, one of the things we actually have coming from WWE is WWE Legends or Legends of WWE, depending on however you want to say it. Oh. But you know, this is now going back to what we were talking about, like people who like that we grew up watching when we were wrestling or, you know, there's going to be like a whole set just focused on legends of baseball, which I mean, of uh, wrestling, which is, which is amazing. Like it really appeals to people of our, you know, of our age demographic that are going to love these cards. They're going to have a really a lot of fun with that. And, you know, some of the things that we've seen successes with, especially in the wrestling is like sort of focusing on certain areas. Like we had, you know, the women's division cards, which were a Walmart exclusive, people love them because now you're just focusing on like from back in the day to current day stars focusing on the women of wrestling and like they're amazing like these you know those wrestlers were great and it's fun just pulling their cards and like going through like the different you know who fought back in the day who fought you know just a few years ago and like some of the stars now like we were just talking about like alexa bliss or charlotte flair you know people like that we have the recent opportunity to open a box of that with, uh, actually it was on last week's show with the KNC Masterpiece uh, from CBS Radio here in Dallas, and we opened a box of that uh, <coughs> WWE Divas, and it was fun to watch their reaction because they're radio guys. And we really didn't get to open the box. Yeah, they kind of took over they kinda and took we're just over like it. gawking over the car It was loving it. Man. It was funny to see. It was real funny to see. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, look, we have you on the line. You're here. We're talking wrestling, but we have to talk tops now baseball aaron judge 50th home run sold a ton of cards 
I think you even bought one from what I understand. <laughs> I bought one. One total card. <laughs> one, <laughs> one total card. <laughs> um, does that number surprise you? That I, I don't even know what it was off the top of my head. I know it was, it was, it was massive. The, it was the most that they've ever had for right. any card. So, um, I mean, what's your reaction to that? How do you feel about that? Yeah, it was over 16,000, which broke <laughs> broke the record by about 5,000 cards. The previous record was, you know, Ichiro, which was 11,550. Okay. And um, I wasn't surprised, to be honest with you, because, like, I'm so in tuned with, like, the tops now because I, I literally see them every single day. You know, I'm watching moments, seeing plays, and just the way people have been over Aaron Judge this year, um, I was not surprised at all. In fact, I was... Uh, I was I was like this is gonna break a record. Here we go, and I kept asking. You know, I was like I kept wanting updates because I'm like, let me know, is it gonna break the record? <laughs> and awesome. um, it did, and I wasn't surprised just because, like I said, the way people have been about him this year and how excited they were watching him, it was not surprising at all. I actually had a woman call me that morning and was like, um, I saw this on TV last night on the Yankee game. I want this card, but I can't figure it out. She's like, help me. I want to buy these cards as a Christmas present. And I'm like, Aww. okay, that's what you're getting. Like, those are the people, like, this is cool. This is a cool collectible. I want to get these for my friends and my family. So that's why I wasn't surprised at all by the number. Good deal. Now, so do you have, like, a whole team there that does the tops now? That basically yeah. just sits around yeah. and watch ESPN highlights to. Uh, well, we to have uh, there's kidding. a significant <laughs> amount of people. I'd say probably around like honestly like ten people who okay. are, you know, offering suggestions for gotcha. tops now moments. So like we have like a text message thread that everybody is on, and you know as moments pop up, you know you'll see moments on ESPN, you know like on uh, like on their Twitter feed, like ESPN's Twitter feed or something, or MLB's Twitter feed, something will pop up, or you have people watching the game, and you have people watching you know highlights at the end of the night. And making sure, like, we didn't really, we didn't miss any moments. And, of course, we have everybody on social media saying, like, hey, Tops, you should make this a Tops Now moment. And when we listen to that, you know, so if you, if anybody ever sees a moment, they should let us know on, you know, at Tops on Twitter, like, hey, this is a Tops Now moment. Because, uh, you know, we'll offer it up in the sort of, like, suggestion box for it. So we, quite literally, the fans of these moments can be a part of these cards in a sense that they can, Offered it up to you, and you guys can vote on it per se. I guess that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm kind of wrong with it. I, mean, I want to be a part of it. That's definitely tops now. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely tops now <laughs> for sure. All right, um, we're going to ask you a couple more questions, and one's going to be about baseball, and the other one's going to be about Jay Z. Let's talk about the baseball playoffs that are are starting tonight. And you you said earlier Yankees are going to win, but how far is this Yankee team going to go? I know you're a fan, so try to back it off a little bit and be be realistic, okay? <laughs> I am uh, one of the most realistic Yankee fans you'll ever meet. Okay. Say that much. Um, the Twins will be interesting. I'm not sure if they'll win tonight, but, you know, we'll, we'll find out Thursday, I guess, when this airs, that uh, if I was right or wrong, I do think the Yankees are going to win because I think Severino has been – I think he's pitching tonight. Yeah. I don't even know that for sure. Um, he's been great, but the Indians are super tough. The Indians are be very, very hard to get through. And yeah. they're the team that worries me. So, um I'm not sure that they'll make it through past the, NL- the ALDS, honestly. Okay. Well, right. well there, at least she was realistic. She and, was realistic. And on Thursday when we air this, yes. we'll find out if she's right or wrong. There you go. Okay. Or well, at least about tonight. At least about tonight, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think she's right about tonight. I think about. I think she's right about tonight, too. I, I think I think it should be a, a, an easy game, but I don't, I don't want to jinx. I don't want to piss off you. I don't want easy. I don't it'll, want be, it'll be competitive, but I do think Yankees will win something like 3-1 like to one or something. 3-1. to one. Okay. All right. I, say, I said easy because it's the Twins. 
And, yeah. You know, but I don't want to piss off Yankee Nation or anything like yeah, that. Don't make, so. make me turn to the Twins, man. They lost 100 games last year, and they weren't supposed to be here. So they That's have true. Nothing to, they have nothing to lose, really. That's true. Well, I don't think the Yankees were supposed to really be here either. Like, this was a, this is the best rebuilding year I've ever seen. Of <laughs> That's true. I guess that is true. All right. Uh, all right. Last question. Tell me about this Jay-Z article that you wrote. Uh, and he, he made his he, – he was, he was the musical act on the uh, 43rd season – opener for Saturday Night Live and you, you wrote a piece about it and I want to know your reaction after after this weekend and he actually performed. Yeah, so, you know, he put on a typical performance, I thought, for his first set sure. and his second set, though, when he uh, did 444, I thought was actually fascinating. It was some of, like, the most raw and, like, vulnerable like I've ever seen from Jay-Z and I thought it was actually fascinating because it was just this... He he wasn't you know like you know performers go up there and they're on stage and they're doing their thing and um, it wasn't for us like that was he was doing that for you know I'm pretty sure for his wife and of uh, it was just a, like like I said so raw and vulnerable it was I I found it fascinating it was interesting because I'm like reading you know, as it's going on I'm like on Twitter sort of checking comments a lot of people didn't like it but I'm like you know what that's okay because I don't think it was meant for you. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. I, I watched it. I I agree with you completely. It was it was fascinating. It was very raw. Uh, his first performance with Damian Marley was very a, very typical Jay Z. That was awesome. But to have him come out and it was just him and that microphone and kind of an old dingy white shirt with his chain tucked in, and it was like I don't, I don't know if this is too far, but he was like it was like he was holding that mic stand like he was holding Beyonce, like just singing that song directly to her. Or yeah. rapping that song to her, and uh, I think it was a very powerful performance. I thought so too. Awesome, awesome. Something I gotta check out. I've not seen it yet. I don't know how I missed all that. <laughs> I just don't know how I missed it. That's all right. Well, before we before we get you out of here, um, before we go, just let us know um, how our listeners can get a hold of Tops. Not that they don't know how to get a hold of Tops, but to get a hold of Tops, get a hold of you, get a hold of Tops now. Whatever you want to plug, plug. Yeah, I mean, you can follow Tops on. All our social media channels, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's just at Tops. Super easy to find Tops on social media. Sweet. Perfect. There you easy go. enough. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, we we made good on our word to get you back on after the National, and I look forward to doing this again with you soon. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me, and I'll look forward to the next time, too. All awesome. right. Good we'll deal. talk again soon. Go Yankees. Yay. <laughs> Hey, what's up? This is Chris, Chief Break Officer here at Top Shelf Breaks, and you are listening to the Fat Pack, Eric and Paul, on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. Uh, Sue's from Tops breaking down WWE and UFC cards, those brands respectively, at Tops. But uh, joining us on the phone now is the, uh, the, the Globe Trotter, the trendsetter. He's been all over the world this summer. He's had a busy, busy summer. But this is this is the most requested segment that we've had this year, and it's the return of set of the month, day, year, week, second, well, yeah, whatever. whatever you want to call <laughs> whatever it. Whatever you want to call set it. Of, set of the moment. Set really of the moment. Like, there you go. I like that. Set of the moment because we never know when this moment's going to happen. We never know, and you don't want to waste. He's even good moments. with words. He's he's great with Gosh, words. This is awesome. This is uh, our friend, your friend, long fly ball on Twitter, David Wright. Not that David Wright, but the real David Wright. What's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, I am excellent. It's, it's good to be talking to you guys again. Like you said, I have enjoyed my summer off. Um, not too much limousine riding, not too much jet flying, but still, it was it was a pretty good summer. Uh, getting lots done. Uh, missed you guys at the national. It was uh, unfortunate, but that's the way things go. But uh, 
we're picking up here in the fall, and we're gonna we're we're starting it off again. This is gonna be uh, this is gonna be good. Hopefully, we can get to make this a little more regular if my schedule agrees. But uh, we'll we'll be working it out. But yeah, it's it's really good to be back, and uh, you know, it's humbling and it's nice to hear that uh, you know more than just myself and you two listen to this uh, segment so it's good <laughs> yeah we, f- we feel the same way every week yeah so we're surprised that people listen to it any week so yeah it's <laughs> true that's so awesome all right man uh let's jump right into it because uh we we, we all three of us have some some things to do that we got to get back to but uh set of the month and we are in the middle of uh slamoween our our wrestling extravaganza ufc extravaganza yep and we just talked to Suze about wrestling yep, and exactly. UFC or whatever so why not do a wrestling set Perfect. and that was david's idea so david what do you got for us man well it's it's easy and i well i shouldn't say easy but you guys know in in this hobby it's you get a little distracted with people trying to decide what's best, what's the greatest, what's, you know, what's the, what's the favorite. Everybody, everybody wants to talk about the good in this hobby, but I think it's harder in this hobby to be the worst. You've got to really work at it to be bad in this hobby. But I think um, this set that we've chosen may be on most people's top five, and it quite possibly could be one of the worst sets ever made, ever distributed, ever sold, ever opened, ever collected. But in its badness, that's where you find its goodness. And something struggles to be so terrible that, you know, even unintentionally, but in the end, it becomes endearing because it is just flat out so bad. But anyone who collected wrestling cards, anyone who is a wrestling fan, has probably seen this set has probably seen these cards, has probably seen boxes, and either completely walked by them or have been completely mystified by this set. But this 1986 Monty Gum has got to be one of, if not the, worst set ever created in the history of card creation. I thought you were going to say 2017 Don Rose Baseball. <laughs> no, man. I, it's, it's, worse, it's worse than that. <laughs> Dude, it's got that... That yellow, that yellow. It's a yeah, mustard it's yellow a bad too. Oh, yellow like, oh, it's like well, ninety-one not only, not flare yellow. Like we'll we'll get into the design and we'll get into the whole setup of the card. But the best part of this card is of this set is it's completely unlicensed. Oh my goodness! Huh. There was there was no license to this set. And if you notice the photographs in this set, mm-hmm. uh-huh. most of these have been pulled from the pages of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, of any of the wrestling magazines, movie stills, anything that people could get their hands on that they didn't have to pay any money for. That's where most of these photos come from. And that's where the badness starts with this set. Wow. But yeah, you've, you, you've mentioned the yellow. This is, this is worse yellow than the back of 1990 tops. Ugh. Ugh. We Ugh. we are talking we are talking vitamin E, vitamin C, vitamin B rich urine color on this yellow. Ugh. Yeah, it's <laughs> bad, man. It's real bad. Uh, but you know what? I will say this for it: the checklist reads like a who's who of my childhood, and that's the fun part of it for me. Absolutely, yeah, and that's where. That's the one redeeming quality of this set. Now, 
this set eighty six. Let's face it was the was the pinnacle of the rock and wrestling co- connection. Sure, WWF had taken over, you know, the Northeast, and everyone had been who were fans of AWA, and we still had territories back then. Right, and a, and a lot of the a lot of the wrestlers in this set, most of them come from the AWA. So we're talking Minnesota. They come from the Florida region. They come from the Georgia region. So it's still the the three big eastern guys, but that's the joy of this set. You're absolutely right. Is some of the names that are in this set, and not only some of the names, but the repetitiveness of this set. Some guys have eight cards. Some guys have ten cards. Some guys have two cards, and they're the exact same photo. <laughs> oh, mercy! But once again, that is that is the greatness of this set. That's what makes this set. This set's so bad, it's good. I'm so you're talking, we've got a 100-card checklist right. on the set, which is, which is standard for any wrestling set. I mean, you're not going to find a 600, a 300, a 700-card wrestling set. There's just not that, not that many people in any federations anymore, or even back then. Right. You had too many guys that traveled. You had too many. But this, you're right. This is a big name. So you've got, obviously, Hulk Hogan is in this set. You've got the Road Warriors, Ric Flair. You've got Dusty Rhodes, Bruno Sammartino. Anyone you can name from the 80s is more than likely in this set. One of my favorite cards in this set is uh, card number 94. It's also one of the earliest Randy Macho Man Savage cards. Right. I saw that and earlier. This is, this is before Randy's move to the WWF, so this would be back when he was still in Florida. Wow. Look at that picture. That is crazy one of my favorites is the king kong bundy card king kong because bundy. he looks like he's like out to lunch man he just doesn't even look there <laughs> like he's, like he's actually there in the picture at all it's kind of crazy yeah and if yeah and part part of the fun of this is there's a lot of, like i mentioned earlier a lot of these come the photos come from the wrestling magazines um so they're you know they were they were photos of whatever's available Photos from it in matches. I mean, you've got you've got quite a number of guys here that uh, that are wearing uh, the proverbial uh, crimson mask that you would no longer see on trading cards today. Correct. Yep. Uh, I'm looking at Dusty Rhodes right any now. Blood on trading cards, but you've got a Dusty Rhodes card where he's got the full blood mask. You've got Sergeant Slaughter busted open. Man. So they you know you get you get a you get a good taste of the uh, of 1980s wrestling in this set. It's very raw. Well, um, yeah, you know, it's it's very raw. But as he's mentioned before, it's because of where the pictures are coming, coming from. from. Right. Yeah, man. These are sure. these are just looking. I'm looking at these pictures, and these are horrible. I mean, <laughs> in the centering, oh, they're, they're they're grainy. They're yeah. like you know they're and uh, you know they're they're just bad color. Right. Now, how this set was distributed also gives it another reason why it's so bad. These cards came in two card packs. Cool. Mm-hmm. And the cards were um, the cards were perforated so that the two cards were connected together at one end. Holy so in order, yep. in order for you to break off that set, you gotta you gotta rip the cards apart, which in the end, as anyone who is, is a is a Maven or a fan of condition will tell you, that's probably the worst thing you can do. Yeah, they have to be great as hand cut cards. For the most part. And okay. Exactly. And and this set is notorious for being off center. There's very few, if any, cards from this set that uh, grade well. Ah. I mean, you can search and search, 
part of also the fun of this is the company itself. The company is simply known as Monty or Monty Gum. And they were a company out of Holland. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're not even a North American company. They produced cards over in Holland and they did some amazing sets. If you look in if you look for other sets produced by Monty Gum, you're gonna find sets from the seventies. They did a really good punk music set from the nineteen seventies. Cool. So so you've got John Lydon cards. I know I've I've read recently that uh, John Lydon's gonna be appearing in some new stuff, but uh, you know, you've got John Lydon cards back from the nineteen seventies. You've got you know, the jam, you've got the clash, you've got Elvis Costello. Anybody who was big in the music back then, they're in that 1977 Monty Gum punk rock set. They also did a Return of the Jedi set. So these guys do everything all over, but it kind of helps when, you know, you're not really worrying about licensing fees. (laughs) (laughs) That's whatever you want. Yeah, that wouldn't fly these days. That's not... Uh, No, it wouldn't. Yeah, that's not good at all. I was looking at, I'm looking through this as you're talking, and... I'm, one of the things I'm noticing is how just absolutely wrong some of the names are on these uh, cards. Uh, I'm coming across one that I saw. It says Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali, and it's quite clearly. Oh, it's not Muhammad Ali. It, no, yeah. it's quite clearly Thunderlips from Rocky, and it's got he's holding up Rocky, not Muhammad Ali. Now there is a card Absolute, with Muhammad yeah. Ali on it. Yeah, there is one. That, there is that, one on that's it. one of my that's one of my absolute favorite cards from this set because it, it's a younger. Uh, whiter Muhammad Ali, yeah. <laughs> more, Itali- more Italian looking Muhammad Ali, also much shorter. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, that's 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 when Ali went through the Italian phase. Yes, that's so great. <laughs> that's so great. Um, here, it, here's a run thirty-eight through forty. Three straight Rick Martel cards. Who needs that many Rick Martel cards? <laughs> well, there's lots of like 25 of some of them. Yeah, they're like 25 Rick, Rick Hulk Hogan. Rick Martel was a big deal. Uh, Rick, Rick Martel was a big deal. Rick Martel was a huge deal. But <laughs> do you need three cards in a row of Rick Martel? That's hilarious. Absolutely. Hulk- and I think too one of uh, one of the best cards that I found uh, in this set, and um, you know, and a- anyone who likes like just weird kind of like not. Uh, not not right stuff, not good stuff. There's a um, there's a Dusty Rhodes card, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's with it's card number sixty six. It's Dusty Rhodes with King Curtis. All right. Now looking looking at that photo on the card, the best thing you can tell is that King Curtis is on the mat awaiting that elbow drop that Dusty's dropping. He's the only one in the card. Oh, was, oh hold on, let me go to sixty six. Let me card look at card number sixty six. Oh, we'll see here on on the website that I'm looking at. It actually shows Dusty dropping the elbow. So, but King Curtis is not in the. No, King Curtis is the one that oh. obviously that's laying on the mat, yeah. waiting that elbow to be dropped. Yeah, you're right. It's complete. He's completely just. There's the referee, but there's no King yeah. Curtis. That's awesome. It's just a very nice uh, side view of of Dusty's belly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I love that, once again. That's another of the endearing qualities of the set. That is so awesome. Now, did they um, did they actually like you know when the set got cataloged? Like a lot of the ones have variations and corrected errors. Did they go back and do any of that stuff with this set? No, no. no. Okay, no. so it is no, what it, it is. The, the yeah, it is what it is. Okay. The Muhammad Ali card was never corrected. The Jin Cornette card was never con- uh, corrected. Um, you know, you've got, uh, like you said, you've got guys that are that are mislabeled. 
Um, one of the one of the, my favorite cards in this, and the only reason why I like it once again is because it's so bad. But it is my favorite Terry Gordy card. Oh, with the and it's card number seventy, and that's the one from. I think that's from a Starcade where they were fighting the uh, the Road Warriors, so they decided to come out with their faces painted, right? And they chose the Confederate flag to do that, right? So, there's also Terry Gordy's just got that thousand mile stare that he had with or without the face paint. Exactly. <laughs> there's That's one. Funny. There's one of uh, Michael P. S. Hayes in the same mask, and he looks. Yeah, and it's and if and if you if you actually uh, if you Google search those photos, it's it's that because it, there was the three members of um, of the Freebirds, right? And it's just that it's that three member photo just cropped into into the into the card. And do, yeah, it's it's horrible. It's bad. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> now, what we haven't talked yeah. about, though, is, you know, Cindy Lauper made this set. Ah. Which is kind of oh, cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Cindy, Cindy Lauper's in there with, uh, she's on one of the 20, I do believe, Hulk Hogan cards that are yeah, in there. Yeah. The 20, there's, a, there's a bunch, that's for sure. They, they, it, may not, it may not be exactly 20, but I think there's at least 10. Yes. Might be a dozen. There's a the, bunch of different there's a, ones. There's a whole bunch of the, uh, Hulk Hogan cards. Cindy Lauper, like, loose affiliation with wrestling at, was it WrestleMania? Three, she was. It was a two or three. Do you remember, David? She was at WrestleMania one. At one, okay. I'm oh, WrestleMania one. Yeah, so because she she was the initial Rock and Wrestling Connect, and she actually managed Wendy Richter at WrestleMania one when she fought Fabulous Moolah, and so she was she was part of the storyline for that uh, for that whole initial women's women's division, right? Back when right, right. there was only what there was Moolah, Leilani Kai, and uh, Wendy Richter. I think were were essentially the women's division. Right. Correct. In WWF. Now, mind you, the AWA, WW, or WCCW, and all that—they had much better women's divisions. They had they had women's tag team divisions. Um, so they brought over Japanese women for their for their tag team division. But the WWF was uh, was pretty slim in their pickings for uh, for women's wrestling, and hence they only had like the the three back then. I think they started to expand it because I know. They brought in one of my favorites. They brought in Bull Meccano, and she, you know, she just destroyed the women's division. But you know, they were well, the it was far bowl. far in its infancy to what they have today, which is the women's division now is comparable to the men's, and if not better than some of the, uh, you know, some of the other divisions like the cruiserweights and things like that. They sure. can they can definitely hold their own. We were uh, go ahead, Paul. Oh no, I'm good, man. We were watching a pay per view. My son and I were watching a pay per view a couple of months ago, the one that was here in Dallas with uh, that horrible uh, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman match on it. When ended up in an ambulance, and uh, so during that match, they're they're they they've caused a scene to where it's supposed to be an emergency. So they they just send two wrestlers out, and one of them was uh, I, th- I think I think it was Zack Ryder and Heath Slater, and I, but I know for certain it was Heath Slater. And my son, who is seven, in all his innocence, looks at me and says, Dad, I don't think wrestling is real. I said, why not? He said, because he Slater's on a pay-per-view. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> that is amazing. You've, you've just decoded the whole Matrix. That's so great. That is pretty funny. Uh, the women's division now is much better is the point that I was making there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, Very nice. So, David, I have to ask, so is this set – is it is it mass produced? Is it limited produced? Where are we at as far as the production line? Because we're right in that, getting right into that well, mass production era. Once once again, you're you know you're coming from you know mid '80s where 
everything in North America was being churned out, so we kind of have an idea. But this this stuff, once again, being printed in Holland, being printed on like the that's another thing we didn't talk about is the cardstock that this stuff is printed on. Sure, it's barely it's barely thicker than like a plain white envelope. Oh mercy, goodness! Uh, like the these, backs like of the these, card are the, just completely blank stock, too. They didn't even bother with card backs on these. They're yeah, blank yeah. backs. You completely so blank if people, backs. If people come across these and see the blank backs, that's not a rare variation or anything <laughs> that you've got. You've lucked into. That's that's the set. They didn't even bother with the backs of these cards. And people actually bought these things. Amazing. Oh, you can still buy them today. There's boxes of this stuff available today. I bet you there was at least a dozen at the national. Well, I saw I saw a few on the on you know on on the internet and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I guess there's 50 packs in a box, and you're saying there's two cards per pack. So, do you get a full set per box? Do you know that offhand? Uh, I I do not know that. Okay. My guess would be my guess would be probably okay. Um, but more than like more than likely, you might be shorted a few just to make you go out and buy that other box. That's true. Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> but when they're thir- when, you're, uh, when they're three dollars, yeah, what's the matter? Even like the the packaging on this stuff. If you guys want to get into that. It, even the packaging on this is so bad that it's good. I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's not a wax pack like we're used to. It's a wax pouch. So you've, okay. got kind oh. of the, you've got a wax pouch with the top folded over kind of back into the pouch. But on the front is clearly Hulk Hogan, but right. not identified as Hulk Hogan. Right. And then you've got uh, the set is identified as... Um, I believe was it Monty or Super Wrestling Stars? Okay, yes, that's so on the even, bottom. So even when you, even on the cards, it just says Wrestling Stars, but the pack shows Super Wrestling Stars. And <laughs> then for for some strange reason, there's a whole bunch of what I believe to be either Arabic or Aramaic or Farsi writing on it, and never had it translated. But for some strange reason, that's on there. Huh. He said Farsi. I haven't heard that word I haven't heard that forever. Farsi. <laughs> this just sounds like somebody woke up one day on a Tuesday and said, hey, we're going to make a wrestling set. Ready? Go. You know what? And they produced it on a Wednesday. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's like, it's like a home project. I'm going to I'm gonna buy some of this. I know. I want to buy some now, too, man. I just want to I want to like see what he's talking about, this pouch, and, and feel the cards and the, the, the quality or non-quality of the cards that, that he's talking about. Well, I can, you know what? I can definitely guarantee if you guys come up to the if you guys come up to the fall show in Toronto, sure, yep. you can definitely find a box of this and we can open it up. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's man. do it. I want to make that happen because I just want to see how bad it is, and it looks horrible. Nice. <laughs> so we're gonna bust an eighty-six Monty, ninety-one tops baseball. Man, this is gonna be the. Like, it's gonna be a killer. It's gonna be. It's gonna a be great We need to advertise for this. Us. Like. Biggest uh, mega monster break ever. Mega monster break ever. Awesome. Okay. Um, David, is there anything else you want to add about this set? Because I want to let you go eat your lunch. So, <laughs> um, all, all I want to add about this set is that, you know, honestly, if if you collect for fun and that's why you collect, you you got to have at least a few packs of this. Go find a box, open it up, and just, you know, revel in its badness. Revel in its terribleness. Everyone is so worried about what's good, what's awesome, what's amazing. No one, no one cares to find out the truly bad stuff. Awesome. I, I completely agree, and I'm going to do it. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm sold, man. I, and I looked up the Star Wars one, too, the Return of the Jedi one, while we were uh, talking. It's that same yellow color. Oh. 
They must have had a sale <laughs> well, on they, that they, color. They had, they had to get rid of. They had to get rid of that print run. Yeah, <laughs> something, man. I guess they just had a lot of leftovers. Awesome. That's so <laughs> good. So stuff, nasty man. and gross. <laughs> that it's, yellow. Oh, that's bad. Good oh. stuff. All right, so Toronto. Toronto. Um, we yeah, should be on our absolutely. way. So that's good. Yeah, uh, we should. We should. Uh, Definitely rendezvous there in Toronto, and I'm looking forward to working with you, Paul, and I both are looking forward to working with you uh, at the radio setup. Ho- f- hopefully, we can pull you away from the magazines and just keep you over there with us. So, yeah, that works for um, me. If you're if you're game for that, we're game for it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, there we go. All right, good deal. Awesome. All right, uh, we're gonna get we're up against it, so uh, we're gonna let you get off the phone here. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I guess the next time we'll do this, we will be in Toronto with a, you know, maybe maybe a live edition of this set of the month moment. That'd be cool. Maybe we'll go back to another hockey set. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. All right, there we you can go. Do that. Awesome. Works. All right. Thanks, David. Uh, we'll talk again soon, Sounds okay? Sounds good, gentlemen. Happy to be back. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye, sir. Mr. Brandon Cooks out of 99. Brandon Cooks. You're listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, back-to-back interviews. Sue's from Tops, and then David Wright with 1986 Monty Gum Wrestling Superstars, All-Stars, some kind of stars. Superstars is a bad name to put on that product. You think it's a bad name to put on that product? <laughs> it was, um, man, it was it was an interesting uh, conversation with, with Steve, with Dave, I said Steve, Dave, with David there about those cards. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm going to get some, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I yeah, I definitely want to. I'm going to a show in a couple weeks. I'm gonna just gonna be like looking through people's things and see right. if I can find a box to pick up. I saw I saw some uh, on. Uh, I saw some on COMC. What's up, COMC? Uh, <laughs> I saw some on there that I might. I was like, oh, you know, th- those look pretty fun. Yeah. After the interview, so um, let's get into let's get into this final segment of the show as we talk a little bit of everything. We'll call it Becca Whatevs. We're going to cover some uh, sports stories. Some. Some uh, card-related stuff, some all, all just all around everything, I guess is w- way to put it. Uh, call it whatever. Yeah, let's call it whatever. So let's start with the uh, the news that broke last night, early this morning, about the 2018 Industry Summit. Now, Paul, you were probably awake. I was asleep. I I didn't have any part in this at all. <laughs> I want to let you know up front that I was asleep. And did not partake in the news, but uh, the news broke that the industry summit is going to be here at the Beckett Media headquarters. Boom! At the end of February. Yeah, man. February twenty fifth through the twenty eighth. Sounds be good exact. to me. Here, uh, hanging out. Uh, this is a co-production. Kevin Isaacson, who typically does the industry summit, is uh, stepping away as he has a new position here at Beckett. And Bill Sutherland and Ray Schlute have Schluty have have been brought on. Schultz. 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 Schlute. Schlute. Okay. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. Ray has been brought on to. Uh, uh, they they're they're co-heading this year's event, and it's going to be here at the Beckett headquarters. Um. A far a far cry from Las Vegas last year. Yeah, but, but we're gonna know, have fun. We got some surprises up our sleeves, yeah. though. I think. I think so, so too. I think, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. I think so too. Um, the people that get to attend. Yeah, the people that get. This is invitation only, I do believe. So yeah, invite only. Uh, and I think we were looking at two hundred and fifty invites or something like so, that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something so like that. Um, I know that we're on the list. You and I are definitely on this we're list. We're on the it, list. We're actually the whole second page of the list. <laughs> 
They they had to create another page for us. <laughs> just for us. Just for us. So, uh, but if you guys want more information about the Industry Summit this year, you can go to uh, www.theindustrysummit.com. Check out all the information there. And there's a nice piece on the Beckett homepage about the Industry Summit. Uh, it's, right now, it's the top story that you can click on and, ch- and read. There you go. And check it out. Okay. And as I was, I was looking at that uh, this morning, perusing... Thing, perusing. Perusing things to talk about. I saw something that, uh, it, uh, you know, I was interested in. Uh, 1976 top Star Trek. Okay. Were you a Star Trek fan? Did you watch Star Trek? Not a Trekkie. Trek? No. My dad was. Okay. Huge Star Trek fan. Uh, loved it. Loved the show. And in, in you, if so, fact so, I am privy to those those things right, i haven't right. i haven't watched the new discovery yet i don't i don't know that i would stop down to watch something like that but i love the original series and the next generation and all that but this is a a box of 1976 top star trek box okay it it caught over 7500 dollars at auction recently okay all right that's legit um it always amazes me when stuff like this sells 7575 is what it sold for okay and it just because it's such a it's a, a fun dip back down memory lane, okay. you know? And mm-hmm. this year is the fortieth anniversary of Star Trek, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah, seventy five hundred seventy seventy five hundred dollars is some uh, is some good quiche if you got it there. Yeah, I don't do quiche. You don't yeah. do quiche. <laughs> I don't do quiche. Seventy five hundred. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, actually, to be honest with you, since you said that, I didn't realize that they actually put out cards before the Star Wars cards. Yeah. Star Wars was seventy seven. Yeah, very interesting. I did not know that. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Star Wars cards, and, and uh, David brought it up in the interview, but I wanted to go look at those Monty Star Wars cards as Paul shakes his head. No, don't do it. No, don't do it, man. Don't do it. That uh, same yellow just kind of bled. Oh. Like they must have got a deal on that yellow. Yeah. They're like, they went to some shop and like, hey, what's the cheapest color we can print on? Yellow. Okay. Let me get that yellow, please. Yeah. We bought 100 million copies of it. Yeah. Oh, printing man. cards on it—it's bad. So it's that bad. it makes ninety-one Fleer look good. Does it? And that's hard to do. That's hard to do. <laughs> Juan Gonzalez, ninety-one Fleer. <laughs> hard to do with that, uh, with that yellow print craziness. So, let's take anyway. a trip into the animal kingdom. You want to go to the animal kingdom? I do. I I, I memorized this story. I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to look it up. All right, you memorized it. Dateline, Florida. Okay. Everything happens in Florida, right? All the crazy stuff, anyways. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in Florida. We right? always we, we say that uh, a lot in Florida. But uh, recently, a man, oh well, a cop, a cop got behind a van, a, a white, unmarked van. Shocker! <laughs> and uh, it was swerving in and out of the uh, of the lanes. Okay, sounds about right. And it finally swerved all the way over into the wrong incoming lane. Okay? All right, perfect. So cop pulls him over. Okay, walks up to the Walks up to the door, uh, gets there, and to his surprise is is a man okay. driving, or there's uh, a man in the in the driver's seat. All right, controlling the pedals. Okay, okay. In his lap is his pet chimpanzee who's <laughs> steering the vehicle. No. <laughs> yes. What was something wrong with the guy's arm? No. He told the cop, and I quote, he was doing pretty good until that last part there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So this guy is in a white van, yes. unmarked van, yes. experimenting uh-huh. with a chimp. With this chimpanzee driving. Was there a passenger? No. It was just, just him and his chimp. Him and his chimp. Very, very Michael jackson Just him wow. and his chimpanzee. He was driving the van. like, And evidently he, he was doing a good job because he was keeping it on the road. <laughs> so so did, did the cop write write a ticket oh yeah immediately <laughs> did, the, did the chimp get off uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a absolutely i don't know what, what would you do if, like the the craziest thing i've ever seen driving down the road was uh this lady it was a ford f-150 uh and she had her pot belly pig sitting in her front in her in her nice. lap in the front seat. Nice. Like I looked over and I was completely unprepared to see this. But what would you do if you looked over <laughs> driving down the road and you saw a man with a chimpanzee in his in his front in the front seat driving? What I mean? would get off the road as fast as possible. Would that not scare the hell out of you? It would. It would. I feel like I was getting in the like an extra in a movie or something. Yeah. Like where's the film crew? Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. But or know. maybe the return of the apes or whatever came yeah, true. Planet of the apes. You know, Planet of the apes. Maybe Caesar, it's like real. Yeah. I don't know. And that's, that's freaky. I, I read that story and I, I said I didn't even look it up this morning. I just I just memorized it. It was it was too much. Dude in his chimp. <laughs> just this dude in his chimp, just driving down the drive, driving down he the street. Doing Florida. good to that last part there, <laughs> officer. I bet it sounded a lot like that too. Oh, jeez. I bet it sounded That's a lot awesome. like that. Well, you know what it was. He saw a snake in the road, and he yeah, swears he off the side. Oh, gosh, snake. I don't want a hospital air, uh, helicopter bill. I don't want that. Yeah, so. no, not at all. Man, man, I wonder. Uh, That's crazy. Good stuff, man. Good I don't want to. I like that story. Uh, yeah, it, it was real funny. Okay, so let's talk about uh, baseball playoffs. Okay. They're all squared up. Turns out Sue's got her predictions correct. Uh, she did. With, with the Yankees beating the Twins, and I said it was going to be an easy game. It wasn't really an easy game. It wasn't an easy game. game. It was 3 nothing. They were down 3 nothing after the first inning, or after the first half of the inning. Yeah. And then uh, that comeback was just amazing. It was. They just, all right, whatever, guys. We've got to go hit the ball. Now our turn. And uh the home run that Aaron Judge hit was it was a screamer. He just got out of there as fast as it could. But um, that that was on Tuesday night. Yep. And then last night, we had the Rockies and our guy Pat Neshek, uh giving up a couple runs in the seventh. Sorry, right. we still love you, Pat. <laughs> we, we were cheering for you, man. We, we were. were. Uh, um, that was an eleven eight finish. Eleven. That was a, yeah. That was an exciting game. That was just a, good a lot game. of back and forth. Just. Uh, the starting pitching apparently wasn't really good for for any of the four pitchers. Any of the really. four pitchers. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, check this: uh, Madison Bumgarner had pitched in his postseason last se- last season. Yeah, he pitched nine innings in his first appearance or whatever. Yeah, which is more than the four total combined starting pitchers for <laughs> these last two games. I mean, yeah, Cervino made it what one one. He didn't even make out. it out of the first, did he? Yeah, he like pitched a, a, a third of an inning. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. Those those hitters came out jacked up, ready to hit. Yeah, and um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting now. The series are set. Yep, and uh, game on. Here we go. Is, is there four games today? Is that what or tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. I don't know when they are. Oh exactly, man! But so so, it should be interesting to see that Boston series. That could be. That's a that's a coin toss, you know. And then yeah. you got the Yankees and the Indians. That so. should be tough, man. Yeah. Indians are on fire. Yankees are kind of back to America's team again, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I think so, yeah. You know, I guess, you know, I've always, you know, I grew up kind of an Oriole fan and then a Nat fan, so I grew up not liking the Yankees, mm-hmm. much like I grew up not liking the Cowboys jerks. And um, I, it's just hard now because someone said, I think someone put it the other day, I was talking to somebody about the Yankees, and they don't have the 
the like the jerks on the team or the attitudes. Like sure. this is a whole different Yankee squad. You know, they don't have that like what they used to have with all the different, you know, issues and problems and whatever. So this is actually a team you can actually root for. Yeah. So and uh, I like that about them. Well, I'm rooting for the Indians. I want to. I want to see. Them, for the Indians, I want to see right? them pull this off. Uh, Francisco Lindor. That that great run they went on there at the end of the season. I want to see them pull it off. So uh, I don't. I don't think we talked about World Series predictions this season at all. But I want to pull for the Indians here. Let it be known that Eric of the Fat Packs <laughs> is pulling for the Indians. Pulling for the Indians. All right. And in the National League, I mean, it's really just. Anybody's, yeah, it's kind of anybody's I mean, game. National League. I mean, I, I love my Nats, man. I just hope they get it together this year. Every year, I feel like they're right on the cusp, and something goes wrong, and they get hurt or something happens. So, pulling for them, I really hope they can they can persevere through it. And uh, do man, I don't think anybody's stopping the Yankees. You don't know, think so? So you know, they got after watching their relief pitching the other night, man. They are just on fire, and uh, they can swing with the best of them. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Yankees. Which okay. isn't I'm not going out on any limb or anything. Yeah, you're not other than they were a wild card team, but um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go Yankees on that side. Okay, well, you know, they were like I said. It, I think it's anybody's game in the National League. The Dodgers were the hot pick, obviously. They were, but now, now not so much. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. I, so it'll be tough, man. You got the Cubs. You got the Nats. Yeah. What, what if it's another Indians Cubs World Series? That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Another. Another, it could happen. It could very well happen. It could happen. It could so. very well happen. So uh, that's the, the, I guess that's our picks. And I, I'll go Cubs, Indians. You'll go Yanks. Nats. Nats. Yanks, Nats. And there if we're wrong, then we're wrong. We don't have anything to worry we about. we got nothing to worry about. Nothing at all. <laughs> 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 nothing at all. That's why we don't uh, we don't bet on things yeah, like we that. Don't, we don't do that. Yep. We don't ask. Okay. Yep. So um, let's talk about a little, little fantasy football. Okay. Can you give us an update there? Yeah. Let me give you a little rundown here. Um you know, there was 10 teams in the league, mm-hmm. and thankfully, I'm very thankful for two teams that are worse than me. So ah. <laughs> I'm very thankful for dub mentality ballers who are 0-4 and basically haven't scored any points at all this year, and Dave's Lobos, who are also 0-4. And then there's myself. I sit alone all by myself at 1-3, okay? So I'm in eighth place. Uh, Ryan's Rhinos, 4-0. Kudos to them because... There's only one 4-0 NFL team, you right. know what I mean? And I'm sure there's not too many undefeated fantasy teams because it's been such a crazy year, ups sure. and downs sure. and scoring, whatever. So uh, kudos to them for being 4-0. Super Burritos, dumpst- Dumpster Fires, Jeff's great team are all 3-1 and one, right behind them. They've actually, all three of those teams actually scored more points than Rhinos, Rhino, Rhinos, Rhinos. So uh, they're right there in the mix. Grape smuggling, the elite flacos, and sexual chocolates are all two and two. And right Chris generally successful chocolate. Yeah, Chris, I'm pulling for you, buddy. Yeah. You're my, <laughs> you're my. As I said last year, you're my team. Just on on name alone. Name alone. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's what we got going on there. Um, let's see. It, it's been a, it's been good. I mean, a lot of action on the waiver wires. People really keeping up with it. I think um, my team just. Eh, I got some holes, man. You know, I've been having to start Isaiah Crowell and Kevin Benjamin's been up and down and all over the place. I just I need some help, man. I need to hit that waiver wire a little harder. But, you know, to my defense, you know, Forte's been out a lot and Corey Coleman ended up on the IR yet again. So, you know, I've had to overcome a little bit of injuries. But, um, yeah, man, that's where we're at. And uh, looks like Rhinos are the team to catch. 
right now in okay. football. All right. Well, there you go. So the uh, DraftKings League, we gave away a Kenny Galladay or Galladay uh, card last last week. Um, I think the Lions gave him away too. Yeah, because they he didn't so even have a stat line last week. Unfortunately, no, I should. How does that happen? You I don't catch know. two touchdowns your first week, and you have like two catches since. I'm not sure how that happens, but uh, you know they they played a couple tough de- tough defenses. Yeah, I um, but I don't, I don't I don't know that that's the answer. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I don't yeah. I don't know. But uh, what I want to talk about here, we we try we try to get into it a little bit last week. But how directly fantasy like, and it, it makes sense. But how fantasy directly relates to cards and pricing, and you can like you can tell who's hot, and you you can make a hot list. Right by who's hot in fantasy? Yeah, I mean, if you look at yeah, I mean, you look at the winner, the, the winning team for DraftKings. You know, they always put that one up that says if you, you could have picked the ultimate team and yeah, had this yeah. many points and scored, you know, whatever. You look at all those guys, and yeah, heck yeah, all those guys have some kind of uh, movement on right. the secondary market. You know, sure. their cards are going up a few dollars or whatever. So um, it is kind of strange. It, it's strange, but it's, it's a fun correlation for me putting together like Deshaun Watson is clearly right now rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. Hands and down, man. Just his, his fantasy play reflects it, and so does his card prices. Yeah, and he's killing Let me. I just want to mention, too, he's killing it on and off the field. I mean, the fact that the dude gave up his first paycheck um, for some of the victims down there in Houston, yeah. amazing. You know, you got this rookie giving up money already to, to go to charity. Like, I think he gets it. You know, he's using his status and, and himself for, for just more than playing football. Sure. So I like it. It's a... Uh, yeah, I mean he's he's a stand-up guy apparently, and he's he's standing up in that community. Yeah, and uh, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a real good thing. Uh, but there again, let's look at let's look at Dalvin, uh, Dalvin Cook, who oh. had a devastating knee injury last week. He's man. out for the out for the year now, and you know now the question where he was very very hot in fantasy. Right. He's gonna he's obviously gonna cool way off. Oh yeah, if you're and, not in a keeper league, everybody's dropped him yeah. already. So and now. His prices, you know, his card prices are going to go down too. Yep. Um, so the key, the question there is, is, is do you do you sell now and take what you can get, or do you hold on to him, knowing that he's going to come back next season, and you know, and probably be just fine. Just fine. But I tell you what, man. I've always been in the the mindset of sell it now. Okay. Sell it now. You just don't know. Sure. You really don't. I mean, it's a real crapshoot. It is. You know, all these guys that, that bought heavy and you know, I was living in DC, you know, around DC in the time when RG three was in the house, and uh, you know, you could just tell that he was fragile to begin with, and that something may happen. And all these guys bought hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of RG three cards, just holding them, holding them, and holding them, and holding them. And now, you know, I don't know what they're waiting for, man. They should have just, you know, there's peaks and valleys and stuff. And if you pay any attention at all, man, you got to sell when it's hot. You got to. Yeah, you got to sell when it's hot. And if they just keep going up, they'll just then you just buy again. You know what I mean? If you need to, sure. but just you got to sell when it's hot because Dalvin Cook, man, Derek mm. Carr now is out for like six weeks or something that's, crazy. Yeah, that's tough. You man. know what I mean? And he's got a, an injury, the same injury as like Romo has, right? Right. And you know, and and not, not speaking ill of Romo, but like he never was the same sure. from that. So like, how are you going to keep a thousand dollar autograph of Carr? You know, you, you you, it's hard. It's hard to play that game, walk that line. It's a it's a real. Like I said, it's a crapshoot. It's a it's a crapshoot every time you pick up a guy and say, I'm going to PC this guy, Yep. and then something happens. Yep. I went in hard a couple of years ago, like real hard on Logan Thomas. Ah. And like I probably had the, the biggest Logan Thomas collection <laughs> this side of the Mississippi, you know? <laughs> I went in hard on him. And now, where's he at? He's playing tight end in Buffalo. 
Is he playing tight end? That's where he was a tight end in Buffalo. I don't know what he is now. That's uh, he might be a tight end on uh, the Home Depot. Was he a quarterback to start with? Yeah, he was a quarterback. He, he was a quarterback at Virginia Tech, and That's uh, funny. ended up you know ended up there in, in Arizona behind Palmer and. Now you got a bunch of ninety-nine cent cards. Yeah, I sold them. I had to sell them, man. I had to get out of them, and I took a hard loss on those too, man. It was, it was crappy. <laughs> well, tough, well, I mean, I always go back to the story, but nineteen ninety-eight, man. You know, I was the guy that had the choice, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf. Sure, I chose wrong. Yeah, I mean, I had Ryan Leaf, Ryan Leaf, this, that, 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 that. that. I chose wrong. Yeah, you know, bust. And they got busted. So you know it all. <laughs> it uh, yeah, it's a crapshoot. So I, if it's hot, man, move it. Move it. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, it's this is something that you wanted to bring up last week, and I don't know something happened, and we just got sidetracked. But uh, oh, yeah. that kid, that high school kid up in was it Ohio? Let me see if I can find uh, it real Ohio. quick again. He he broke his own record a couple of weeks ago. He threw for seven hundred and eighty-six yards. It was like 824. What was it, 824 yards? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Crazy. He had nine touchdowns. But he broke his own record that he set the week prior. Yeah, and he almost lost the game. Yeah. That's the crazy part. They only won the game by like 10 points. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, which is just amazing amongst itself. A lot of... Uh, a lot of defense in that game, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's just a that's just a cool story. Um, it's like you know, a Texas never, Tech game. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to see that, you know, necessarily in. Uh, in pro, you know, no one's going to oh, go yeah, for 800 yeah, yeah, yards right. in a pro game. So you're only going to see that kind of stuff in, in that. Um, yeah, no, here it is right here. It, uh, his name is Houston. Houston throws for a nat- national record of 824 yards in a 69-58 win. Wow. 69-58. He was 70 of 88. Oh, my goodness. For 824 yards, nine touchdowns. And amazingly enough, he threw two interceptions, <laughs> which is crazy. His QBR is still 100. Yeah, he <laughs> threw he threw for 443 yards in the first half and 381 yards in the second half, which anybody would be ecstatic for game right. totals for that. Um, un unbelievable. Um, let's see. He broke. But I think the more impressive part is he broke his own record that he set the pre the previous year. Yeah, something like so. that. Yeah, I, I don't see that all that inform- I don't have uh, the numbers to give you on that. But yeah, it's uh, he completed passes to 15 different receivers. Unbelievable! It's like Kirk Cousins out there throwing all those different Redskins. You just yeah, and he had a rushing touchdown as well. And a rushing touchdown. It's so ridiculous. That's absolutely un- ridiculous. Unbelievable. So he account. He literally accounted for all their points. Basically. All their points. Yeah. yeah, just, just wild, man. Like what a game, man. Like that's the that's his Al Bundy story. If he doesn't make it any farther, and he'll well, get I to- threw for <laughs> eight hundred and twenty-four yards <laughs> and nine touchdowns. He'll get to college. He'll go to like. Wazoo or no, Tech. No, he needs to go or, to Boise State, yeah, man. something Just like that. Let it go, man. And he'll let it fly, and then he'll get to the NFL and be a nobody. <sighs> and nobody's ever heard of him. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> that but would I, it's, it happens all the time. Though. Yeah, it sure does. It happens all the time. But it, it sure Good does. for him, though. Kudos for him. He, you know, he had his little few minutes of fame on ESPN and all that stuff. So good for him. You know, I wish them success. They're like uh, they're, they're like 5-2 and two this year or something like that. So they got they got a pretty decent squad. So they're uh, they're kicking along. So <laughs> good deal, man. All right, let's give out some awards, some quarter awards for the NFL. Um, anything you, any awards you want to give out, Paul? I'm going to give out my first award, okay. and that is the "Where the Hell Did You Go" award. That's going to go to Cole Beasley, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Cole Beasley is nowhere to be found. He is it. 
and I, I'm not sure why. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't get maybe it. Maybe Zeke mean, ate him. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Maybe he, I don't know what happened to him. Zeke pulled down his shirt and it embarrassed him. I guess, just, I guess so, man. That. I don't understand that either. There's a lot of things I don't understand about that. Um, where did you go? Where I like that. Yeah, I like that. You caught me off guard with that. He, he's. I mean, he was such an integral part of that Cowboys offense last season. You know, he, he was a checkdown guy, and Dak would find him always. And I, I don't know. Cowboys have problems on the O line. Maybe that's yeah. what it is, or um, they're just not looking his way, or he's really being covered that way, or. But the Where Did You Go Award goes to Cole Beasley for the first quarter of the uh, NFL I like season. I like that. Brandon Marshall's a quick second on that yeah. because, you know, he had such a phenomenal year last year. And to go into the Giants, who, I mean, are, are struggling as they are, but, you know, they those guys, you know, Sterling Shepard and, and a couple of those other guys are just out catching him, and he's just not getting the looks. And that's a shame because he's, he's such a good receiver. Yeah. But yeah, he has gone – He's not doing anything. Um, yeah, I guess there's a bunch of guys out there. Jay Cutler, we know where he went, just didn't help him. I think Hurricane Winds were still down there or something when think, he was throwing the ball. I think Jay Cutler wins the Why Did You Come Back award. Yeah, he shouldn't have come back. No. It doesn't look that way no. at this point, um, which is unfortunate. So, And um, and the Don't Go Overseas award would go to the uh, the Ravens. Yeah. Um, they lost 44 nothing to the Jags or 44-7 or something like that. It's crazy. So, and kudos to the Jags for being third highest scoring team in the NFL right now. You know, that was a team that everybody picked just to like finish dead last. And they all said the same thing. The defense is really good, but that offense is suspect. Right. The third highest scoring team in uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Which brings me to the next award, like the, the good job to you, Jared Goff award. Because Jared Goff <laughs> is playing, a, he's playing like a first round draft pick. He is. And, and the nice thing about that is it's kind of resurgent to the whole offense. And, you know, it's, it's helped Gurley out a ton. Because Gurley's season last year was just dismal. And uh, he's really come back and really playing well. And a lot of that's to, to Goff being able to command the offense more. And, and, you know, they're able to run the ball, throwing the ball. They got some new weapons now. Cup is just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, they got Watkins out there. He's been catching a few balls. So I think they just uh, – they're starting to put it together, man. They got a lot of energy, and uh, they're in the right division to make things happen too. You know, they play they play in that Seahawks division. The Seahawks, there's another award there. It's like, what the hell happened to you award? Um, <laughs> uh, geez. But, no, hi, we need a running back award. Yeah, hi, we need a running back award. <laughs> That's going to stay healthy. <laughs> so the, they're playing the Seahawks this weekend, and I just found these numbers interesting. They played the Seahawks last year, so their first season back in Los Angeles. Okay. They played the Seahawks on a, on a season opener, ninety five thousand in the Coliseum. Okay. This year, their season opener was sixty, like sixty three thousand. Wow. So a full thirty thousand less. Um, and they're this weekend they're expecting around the same number, sixty three thousand, sixty four thousand, something like that. Um, you, I know there's that. You got to win in Los Angeles, you know. Yeah. For 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 you to even be relevant, you have to win. True. And they left that city before, you know. So the Raiders and they and it's a it's a hard place to figure out and play. But to the Rams' credit, the front office credit, they figured out that that ninety five thousand number is really un, unrealistic because, like, logistically, it's just not possible for the Rams to facilitate the needs of 95,000 people. Uh. So they're capping, they're actually capping the uh, the attendance at around 65, 66,000. Oh, okay. So they're doing, they're at least doing their homework there. And that, if that's what, the, if that's what you're getting in the LA market, they're showing up. Right. Then that's what Good you job. do. Yeah. Uh, who is not doing it well are the LA Chargers. <sighs> they're playing in a soccer stadium that holds 30,000. They can't sell that out. 
that first get that first game they had there, their their home opener. Yeah. Do you know how much parking was? I don't know. Hundred dollars. Oh. For parking, you don't even pay that at the Death Star over here. Oh. It's it's freaking ridiculous. That team sucks, and that team is going to continue to suck, and that fan base is going to not care. No, they're they're definitely not going to care. Not at. I didn't realize. How, whew. I got nothing on got, that. That's man. that's just that's, that's too much. It's not like it's not lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings for you know the pricing department. <laughs> wow, that's a uh, dang dude. I don't know what to say to that. that that's know. a lot of money, right? It is. All right, let's talk about one more thing, and then we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna end our conversation this week on one of the most ridiculous things that happens way too often in the card collecting world. That is freaking freight. Freaking freaking fracking frick frack frickern. Brandon Cooks of Brandon the 99. MW seventy three breaks pulled a doozy of a of a switcheroo. <sighs> Another one over over the weekend. So my first question: I'm not saying that they're all like this because there are legitimate Facebook breakers. Oh yeah, tons we, of them. We see them. We're, we're sponsored we're, by one of them. We, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> There are legitimate breakers out there that, and they're not all like this. But, but if you if you don't know, and I'm sure the video is still somewhere somewhere. But right, MW MW73, uh, just it. I I don't. What did you do, Paul? I don't well, want to. You I know, we're not we're not. A, it is what it is. The yeah. the people have spoken and they've accused him of this. So, right or wrong, whether he did it or not, we don't really know. But what you see on the video is you see. Um, gentleman pull a card mm-hmm. and he's holding the card and it's a nothing card really it's a five dollar card and he's holding it just like the brandon cook situation too long you know what right. i mean it's not you know an austin hayes gold you know refractor autograph that people want to gawk at or take a picture and like wow while in the moment you know it was a nobody autograph basically he holds it too long and as he's holding it, you can see he has two hands on the card, and then all of a sudden you see the one hand drop off, and then a couple seconds later you see it go behind mm-hmm. the card where the stack is, and what it makes it looks like is that he took that stack, he had saw what the next card was, took that stack and replaced it with the with a different stack of cards so that in turn keeping whatever was on there. Uh, there's rumors that it was some kind of Bellinger redemption um, because of certain things that they could see on the card or whatever, certain things that... They heard later speculations and stuff. So basically this happens. Guy calls him out on it, and that's it, man. I mean, the the guy just opened a shop like three weeks ago in his hometown, um, all over Facebook, everywhere. You know, he's a breaker as a in all the different groups, the the, the big groups, for, you know, across Facebook. It's a, he's like a who's who on Facebook, and, and now he's just kind of a, a nobody now. I mean, he's just getting ridiculed and criticized for, for pulling a switcheroo mm-hmm. and uh, – it sucks, man. Yeah, it sucks for him. Like, I don't uh, know how you do that. Like, it, what card is worth your entire career, your reputation, livelihood, yeah. livelihood? I mean, even if it was a, a Bellinger Super Fractor, you know, it goes for $10,000 or something. It's not worth all the time and investment and work and effort you've put into something just for one card, guys. Right. I mean, think it over. Like, I see where the temptation is there. You know, because you want to make more money and, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I get that. But think long term, man. And you I know. think that's what's wrong with even, not to go deep, but that's what's wrong with this world, man. No one thinks long term. It's always, mm-hmm. what can I get now? The quick fix, the quick buck, you know, just you've built something. Keep building it. Keep plugging away. It's going to come back to you and you're going to make you're going to make yours and you're going to get yours. Sure. 
you know? Well, that all that being said, this was first posted on the Scammers page. It was. Scammers page, man. And I I mention it every now and again, I think, it, at least to you. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on here, but I, I want to thank the Scammers page. <laughs> I love the Scammers page mm-hmm. because I go there daily and I laugh my ass off. Ha, 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 ha. Because it's hilarious. It is. It's amazing what people will do yeah, for a buck. Exactly. You know, it's amazing how many profiles people will, will create. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing how many people have, um, you know, animals and kids and people that end up in the hospital and sick and dog eats their card. And there's just so many excuses, mm-hmm. man. Like somebody needs to do a documentary and write a book. I think so. I think so. I think that's a project that you and I could probably tackle. We know a film, uh, a, f- a film student who went yeah, to a community college to get his degree. We can yeah, definitely make that happen. We could definitely make that happen. <laughs> so I, I go there and I laugh. I laugh and everything. But then I see the overreaction to the video. And let me tell you something. Just personally, and I know that you feel the same way. You and I have had this conversation a lot. You guys are a bunch of dumbasses. You don't threaten somebody's life over something oh, like yeah, this. Oh, that, yeah, that's you don't, just ridiculous. You don't, you don't say, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do this to your wife or your kids and all that. It's cardboard. And if you're doing that, you're just as guilty as him for – you look stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even if he stole something from you or mm-hmm. stole something from the community, like, ugh, two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. You know, and it's a he stole a piece of cardboard from you. And, yeah, maybe it was a few bucks, but – yeah, these the crazy stuff that happens with the slashing of the tires, yeah. and just stupid stuff like that, man. Like, that's I don't ridiculous. Know, man. You that's know, so just, ridiculous. It's just the way the world reacts to everything. I mean, if you just yeah. turn on the news, you can see that. So, um, yeah, I guess we mentioned the what happened in think in uh, Las Vegas, man. That was horrible. You know, yeah, transitioning to that that just was horrible, that was a man. that was a just bad situation. Waking up to that the other morning was just man. I thought it was like a, a dream or something. You know, you wake up and that's the first thing you see on your phone and. We were just there not too long ago, a couple yeah, weeks we ago. We were there. in Vegas, and um, man, I just don't know how that stuff happens, man. I don't know what gets inside someone's brain to say, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this whole crazy operation together, and I'm going to wire this and wire that and cut out a, a, I don't know, how you even got the window out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's some huge window, and man, it's a lot of thought to for destruction. Yeah, a lot of thought goes into that for destruction. You should be, all of us, as a whole, as a people, should be using our thoughts for for more constructive things. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. destructive, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, and now you know, his poor, you know, just he's affected so many people, you know, so many lives and so many families, and and even his own family is affected. You know, they're getting mm-hmm. criticized and ridiculed and questioned and this and that and all this stuff. It's just so selfish, man. Really selfish. So really, selfish. Really selfish. So anyway, well, thanks for bringing this way down. All right, hey, uh, we've, we've brought the we've brought the show down a couple times today. Yeah, a couple it's times. It's been good. It's been good. But, um, uh, Look, if you're breaking cards, if you're live on camera, just do it, man. Just be honest, accept it, know what you're getting yourself into, and don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's why you need to go check out Top Shelf Breaks. Yeah, Top Shelf Breaks, man. Doing it right. Um, Chris Keller, good dude, man. Not into the switcheroo stuff, man. More root. He's he's. I've never seen anybody root more for you to get something exactly good yeah. than than anybody out there. So he will definitely root for you. All right, so. uh, let's get out of here. Before we get out of here, I want to mention again our uh, our Deshaun Watson giveaway is happening right now. You can be a part of it by joining us tomorrow 
on Twitter with using the hashtag Fridays are for Fat Packs. Yes, they are. Post up your videos of you of you saying Fridays are for Fat Packs. What's up, Stephen Wright? Loved your video last week. Uh, just post up your T-shirts of of you wearing a T-shirt, a Fat Packs T-shirt. Go to the Beckettgear.com. Go to Beckettgear.com. Get your Fat Packs T-shirt. Shout out to Marlon. Marlon spent like a hundred bucks yesterday getting shirt, getting shirts and stuff. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I'm sorry to put Marlon's business out there like that. But uh, he hooked it up, man. He got a he got a couple of a couple of shirts and a little mug, possibly a towel. You he's, know, he's a man. He, I love Marlon. He's good. He hooked it up. So um, that's happening right now. Be a part of that. Uh, the only way to enter is to use that hashtag. Fridays are for fat packs with a picture of you or a video of you in a fat pack shirt or listening to the the current fat packs podcast episode. So uh, you can be involved with us. Tomorrow, Friday, the sixth of October, by doing that. Yes, indeed, I'm excited. And we're we're tallying points, and somebody's going to get that Deshaun Watson autograph graded nine five. It's out of twenty five. That's boom, man! That thing's like the hottest car on the planet right now. Probably right now, it yeah. probably is. Also, one last thing before we leave, I wanted to mention that we are really, really close to a huge milestone for us here, uh, here at Fat Packs. Podcast. One ton between us? One ton. Oh, no, that's not, that's one, not what we're shooting. One for. complete total ton between Paul and I. Uh, actually, we're, we're really close to 100,000 downloads. We've been doing... Wait, 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 wait. Is that with like a ton of zero, like a one with like five zeros after it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It sure is. Uh, Paul and I have been doing this show together for a little over a year and a half. Before that, there was other iterations of Derek and myself and then Justin and Derek as well. But uh, we are really close to 100,000 downloads. We are, we are at 91.2 thousand downloads. So if all holds true, mm-hmm. we should be at, at 100,000 by the end of the year. Oh, yeah, easy. So easy. here, I want to challenge you guys. If you can get us to 100,000 by the first week in uh, December. I think we can get there. I think we can do that. I think we can let's, do that. Let's get there by the first week of December, and I promise you, the fat patches, fat uh, fat patches, Christmas giveaway will be the fattest of all patches. Oh, they will. <laughs> yes. They will. We'll make it happen. Yeah, we got a fat patch the other day. Yeah, we, we need should to hold do. that back. Yeah, man. yeah. Don't that, tell nobody that pills patches fat. <laughs> yes, it is. Jim Kelly Thurman. Jim Jim Kelly Thurman Thomas. Bunch of colors and mm-hmm. oh, dude, sick. Yeah. out of ten. Yeah. So, uh, help us get there so we uh, we can have a good holiday season. Yes. Help us help you. Help us help you. All right, guys. Uh, we're getting out of here. Thank you again for hanging out with us. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Tom Petty.